everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Hi everyone, this is Frank Hartley from the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. So just wanted to touch base with you before this week's podcast. Uh, As you probably have seen, we haven't been getting one out every week here lately. It's kind of that time of the year. Um, We're busy trying to get our farming done and several of the guests that we have that have expressed interest are also trying to get their farming done. So for right now, we're just kind of getting a couple out here and there. Chris has been doing some great devotionals, and I really appreciate that. Um, We haven't given up. We plan to keep moving forward. We do have some more people to interview that are interested. So just bear with us here for a little bit as as we go into fall here and farming does what farming does. And so um, uh, we hope you're enjoying the devotionals. This week, actually, it's not necessarily a devotional, but I was asked to uh, speak at our church a few weeks ago. And so I'm going to share an interesting story of a dream that I feel God's laid on my heart to do someday. And as you listen to the podcast, uh, I will put some pictures that I show during this message up on our Facebook page. So um, as you hear the message, you're going to figure out we're looking at some pictures up on the screen that better explains the, the message itself. So please check us out on our Facebook page at Faith of Our Farmers. And uh, we look forward to continuing to um, praise God for all that he's done. It's been a bountiful harvest here on the farm. And God's just, God is good all the time. And so we thank you again for listening to us. And uh, we look forward to um, the farm slowing down a little bit so we can get back to doing some more regular recordings. But until then, may God bless you and your family and your farming operations. Thanks a lot. Bye. Amen. Please have a seat. People keep asking me if I'm going to preach. I don't preach. I'm not a preacher. I'm a farmer that talks a lot. (laughs) So today I'm going to be another farmer that talks a lot. But today, today I want to take you on a ride, an experiment. To see if uh, what I'm thinking may... Oh, we want to do collection. Does anybody have, have any money? Just throw it at Sandy. No. <laughs> Today I'm going to take you on a ride with me. Has anybody ever had a dream that you just felt this is where God is calling you to go? I'll take it this way. 
And, and God's opening up a door, and this is what you're supposed to be doing. Has anybody ever felt that calling? And then you're praying about it, you're thinking about it, and then all of a sudden the door gets shut. Not necessarily shut, but God takes and puts that dream on a temporary pause. Well, this morning I want to share with you something that has been on my heart for a long time to do. Um, As you know, I've kind of felt a calling for ministry in the agriculture field, working with farmers and stuff like that. And I've been doing a podcast with my brother-in-law, Faith and Agriculture Working Together. But one of the things that I've dreamed about for quite a long time, I did not grow up on a farm, okay? I grew up in my teenage years in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up beside a place called what's Rough and Tumble Tractor Museum. And so if you're familiar with that at all or ever heard of it, one of the biggest, oldest antique tractor show museums in the United States. It actually just happened last weekend. Very large tractor show. So I didn't show cows, although I wanted to desperately. I didn't show beef animals. I worked on antique tractors, and that show was my county fair. Many people take their animals to their county fair. And so I always had a dream of owning an antique tractor. Eventually, I bought my first tractor was an Alice Chalmer B in high school. I used it as an FFA project. And... um, Eventually went to college, got married, always wanted to get back into antique tractors and go into tractor shows, but was never able to. And as God moved things along in my life and put me in a position to have this desire and calling that I feel like to work in ministry with agriculture, one of the things that God has laid on my heart is to buy an antique tractor and do something very unique with it. And this morning, I want to show you what my unique tractor would be if I could, when I get to that point of God opens the door up to let me do it. And so, this is going to be a little bit of a different type of message this morning. Um, So, what I need you to do is to uh, pretend that you're sitting at an antique tractor show in the grandstands on a Sunday morning, listening to, often I know Pat and Harlan have done quite a few of these Sunday morning church services at these tractor shows around, but you're sitting at a tractor show somewhere. And they say this guy is here to bring us a message, and that happens to be me. And I drive out in front of you, and announce, we're going to do the gospel according to Alice Chalmers. And for those of you who do not know what Alice Chalmers is, Alice Chalmers is a tractor, which now it's bought out by multiple other companies here along the way. But in the beginning of the tractor world, Alice Chalmers was a very large tractor company back in the day. And what I'm going to do is, when I come in in front of the grandstands where you're sitting at, I'm going to be driving this. Look at that pitiful thing, would you? <laughs> She's rough. <laughs> She's very, very rough. She's seen some pretty hard days. 
And for those that you don't know it, you can read. It's a little hard to read up here. This is called an Alice Chalmer WD-45. Uh, what years did they say it was built? I should have this memorized, but I don't. 1953 through 1957. This was in its day. This was in its day one of the biggest tractors ever built. There were a whole lot of farmers that when they bought this tractor, they replaced horses with this. So this was a big deal. You went from, depending on what ground you had and how many horses you had and how many bottom plow you had, which a lot of them were still with walking plows and only had one bottom they walked behind, you went from playing, plowing, what, an acre a day, maybe, with horses? With a tractor like this, you could plow five acres a day? Does that sound about right? Five, six acres a day? This was a big deal. A really, really big deal when these guys got these tractors. And so when I drive out there, I want to introduce myself to tell you who I am. My name is Frank Hartley. And I am a representative of the Heart and Soul Restoration Services. Well, we're talking about antique tractors, right? And we're talking about restoration. You go to a tractor show. This is typically what you do not drive to a tractor show, okay? That's <laughs> pretty rough looking. But I represent Heart and Soul Restoration Services. I'm not the one that does any of the restoration work. I'm just the representative here. And so let's talk about this tractor. She's pretty rough, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> She's got a lot of major dents. She's got a lot of major bangs. The back tires don't look too bad on it, but boy, the front tires are a little rough. And you look at it real close, you say, boy, she, she looks like she may have been kind of neglected for the last while. She's been set out and kind of left out on its own. Maybe even completely forgotten about. There's a fairly good chance this tractor probably come out of the woods somewhere. Maybe, maybe not. She's rough. She's been through a lot. If the tractor could talk, it would probably tell you some of the stories about the dings and the bangs that it's had in it. Some of those dings and bangs were accidental. Things happen in life. You get dings and bangs. Some of them dings and bangs on there are things that were intentionally put on there. Because one day the tractor ran out of gas out in the field, and the person that was on the tractor got really mad at it and picked up a rock and threw at it. Going tractor, what do you leave me sit out here like this for? Got a little bit of abuse at that point. So a lot of those dings and bangs and rust spots on there came from a whole variety of different things in that tractor's life. If you sit back and you look at that tractor though, do you ever feel like that tractor a little bit? Do you ever relate to some of the things on this tractor? I've got dings. I've got scars. I've got places in me that, just like this tractor has, 
was neglected. People didn't care. They left me sit out in the cold when I needed them the most. They hurt me. It's like some of the things on this tractor. We're hurt. We're sore. We're uncalled for. The tractor didn't do anything. But sometimes life throws those things at you where you get hurt by other people in other circumstances that it, it hurts. Some of the things maybe you brought on yourself, you know. Uh, the tractors wear out inside and you don't see it, so the tire falls off and you, you crash it into something. Well, no one would know that there was a bearing going out in the front wheel all, sometimes till the bearing goes out. You know, you don't know these things. So sometimes in life, the tractor crashes and you don't, it's really not anyone's fault, it just got wore out. Sometimes in our lives, we go through life and we get wore out and we crash. That may be physically, that may be spiritually, that may be mindfully. There's different ways that we all kind of reach that point where we have problems in life and and. and all back in life and sh- shudder back from life and the people around us and, and well, sometimes we feel kind of useless. You know, these tractors were a great piece in their day. They, they, they did a lot of work. They were high technology. What about in today's world? Well, other than a handful of people across the country that decide they like these tractors to restore them, and then maybe another smaller handful of people that are starting a small family plot farm where they have a couple acres, they could still have some use for this tractor. But if you look at the big scheme of things in farming, this tractor is probably not what's going to make it go these days. The tractors today, will we said they plow five acres, it's nothing for some of the tractors that do still plow to plow hundreds of acres, 100 acres in a day. And the best part about it is you sit down in these new tractors and the best part, I don't want to say it's the best part, I'm just saying it's part of it. You punch buttons and you sit back and you let the tractor drive itself and it does all the work. Well, there can be those problems. I didn't say they were perfect. But that's the world we live in a lot, especially when you get into the Midwest and the big farms. And these were used on those big farms back in the day. Now those tractors drive themselves and do incredible amounts of work. Meanwhile, the farmer sits in there and just watches monitors and plays on his cell phone. (laughs) And that's how they do it. It's a different world. But in today's world, these tractors kind of have gotten thrown aside. And as you and I go through life, did you ever feel like you've kind of been thrown aside? Like maybe people don't really care anymore. They just don't care anymore. Well, let me tell you something. There is hope. There is pure hope. As we look at this picture here, this is where it gets more interesting. Because my... I have to tell you about this. My dream is to take an antique tractor that looked as rough or rougher than the first one that we saw there. And I want to split it right down the middle and restore one half of it and not the other half. 
And that's my dream to do someday, to use as a ministry word picture to be able to take out and minister to people. And it just so happened, I was, I li- well, my wife doesn't know this, I was literally within one day of buying a tractor to do this with when something else came along and changed everything and the person who had the tractor for sale sent me a message that night and says, I'm going to be on vacation for a week, so I can't sell it right now. Let's talk when I come back for vacation. Well, in that week's time, a whole lot of things transpired, and God told me, you need to put this on hold. I'm not telling you this is a bad idea. I'm not even telling you not to think about it and do it, but right now you need to put it on hold. So that's where my dream is. And then as Cleveland asked me to do this message, I was on an Alice Chalmer group on Facebook, <laughs> and this picture came up <laughs> of a guy who did half a restoration and not half a restoration. There's the side from the front of it. Back to the message, though. So as we're looking at the bad side of the tractor, what my goal would then be is to take the tractor and fire it up and just turn it around in a circle so you can see the other side of it. I'm Frank Hartley. I represent the Heart and Soul Restoration Services. This tractor is a representation of the great restorer that I work for. He restores things that most people throw out. He restores things that people look at and say, there's no way you can do anything with that. It's gone. It's junk. He restores things that has scars. And this is an example of it. One of the neat things about the great restorer that I work with now, I, want to, I, don't, I shouldn't say the neat things, but one of the things that's interesting with it is there are people that look at the restoration that he has performed who've never had a restoration before. And they look at the people with the restorations and say, but you're restored. I thought you're perfect. You shouldn't do that. You're perfect. You've been restored by their great restorer. Aren't you Perfect. If you look real close at this tractor, it represents some of those things. Now, these pictures, it's a little harder to see. But if you get up real close and you look at the hood, you can still see some dents in that hood if you look real close at it. You can still see some scars from where that tractor had been abused. Again, these pictures, just the way the light is, it doesn't show up, but you can see them. And the tractor that I would half restore would show that. It would be pretty obvious. Because see, here's the thing with the great restorer. He can take something that was abused and nasty, neglect it, and restore it. And make it look pretty darn good. And make it so people want that tractor again. And want to use it and want to appreciate it. But he doesn't say that he makes a perfect restoration. Because even after the great restorer is done, there's going to be scars. There's going to be dings and dents that 
are still deep down underneath there, and every once in a while they come out and show. And for us as Christians, once you've met the great restorer, you still have some of those scars down inside. You still have some of your past that you may still have to deal with on earth. But the greatest point of this is the great restorer loves you anyway. And he will help you through and help you work through those scars of your past and those dings and dents. Now some people will tell me, Frank, there's some of those scars and dings and dents that are never going to go away. And I cause them, and you're telling me there's someone who loves me so much, they'll restore me anyway? Those are the people that feel like that antique tractor that was pushed out in the woods that everybody walks away from. Yep, somebody loves you that much, they'll still come look for you and seek you out even if you're buried out in the woods under a bunch of trees and all falling apart and rotted up. This is the great restorer that I work for, work with. I got a feeling it'll probably get people's attention, if nothing else. If you take a half-restored tractor into a tractor ship, <laughs> people will look at you. But this is what my hope is someday, is to have a restoration business like this. To go out and share God's love through an antique tractor. Ask me for, Nancy asked me for a free quote. I work for Heart and Soul Restoration Services. Ask me for a free quote. I'd love to give you a free quote. God so loved the world. <laughs> he gave his only begotten son. Do you ever have one of those moments where like a whole world went blank? <laughs> they gave his only begotten son. For whoever shall believe in me shall be saved and have eternal life. Wow, that was, that was not a good spot to have one of them blanks. I'm human, all right? <laughs> Here's one of the things that I will share too. If you do not know the Great Restorer at this point, the Great Restorer will restore you. He will bring you back to life. He'll take something that the rest of the world wants to throw out and do nothing with or have anything to do with. He will restore you. It does not mean you're perfect. There will be some scars. You will eventually break. You'll fall. You'll do things like that. But once you've made a deal with the great restorer, he'll pick you back up and fix you and help keep you going. But here's the awesome thing. In today's world in antique tractor restoration, there are guys and girls, there's girls out there too, by the way, that do tractor restorations now to the point they tear them down to absolutely nothing. And they bring these tractors back to life to the point they are better than when they were built brand new. They have better paint on them. They're just absolutely perfect, better than new. Here's the cool part about the Great Restorer. For one low price, you get two restorations. What? Somebody gives free restorations? How can that be? Why would you do a free restoration? Everybody charges to restore stuff. Free restoration. The only thing it costs you is all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. 
The God we love, the God that made us and created us, is the awesome restorer. And he promises us, those who turn to me, give their hearts, admit their sins, will have eternal life. It doesn't cost you anything, but all you have to do is ask and admit that you need them. That's pretty cool. That's just pretty cool. The best part is, as I said before, you get two restorations for the price of one. If you notice when I walk around, I limp. I've got issues. If you watch me get up and down out of a seat, you watch me, you know I have issues. Here's the great thing, though. I know someday I will not have any more issues. Because when the great restorer restores you, he fixes you up and he keeps you going here on earth with a restoration that you still see some of the scars. You see some of the things that are wrong with it. But the day that you die on this earth, that great restorer will give you a completely brand new body that has no hurts. It has no more arthritis. It has no more pain I'm not necessarily ready to die today, but I'm looking forward to dying. I'm looking forward to the day of having a new body that I don't wake up in the morning going, what's going to hurt today? But this is the story of the great restorer. And this is the story of the dream that I've had of making a half-restored tractor to take to tractor shows and fairs. Do you think it'll preach? Maybe. If you have suggestions, I'd be open to them. But this morning, I will say to you this. Perhaps someone sitting here this morning doesn't know the great restorer. If you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, today's the day. He will restore you, and He will give you strength, and He will give you everything you need to get through this life. I am not going to lie to you and tell you it's going to be a perfect life after you give your life to Christ. But I will tell you it will be a better life. Because no matter what strain and struggle you face, God is there to help pull you through it. Guaranteed. And it doesn't cost you anything but asking God into your life. So if you've never done that, I'd love to pray with you. We're going to go to our last song here and sing that. But if, you, if you've never given your life to Christ, I'd love to pray with you and talk to you, talk with you and help you along. So, and that's the story of my restored tractor and the gospel according to Alice Chalmers. And I would not necessarily pick an Alice Chalmers tractor, but that happened to be the one that came up with the perfect picture of it split right down the middle. So the guy actually did it to make fun going to a tractor show. To the, he says, I got half my tractor restored, and that's how he did it. So it was kind of funny. But it worked out for the word picture for the message of the day anyway. So, All right. Let's stand up. We'll share the last song. If you've never committed your life to Christ and want to, please come up. I'd gladly pray with you. And go from there, and otherwise have a great week.
in the spring. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a, a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus, or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot and God bless till we talk next time. See you later.